0: I promise to bring my experience and curiosity to each episode, then together we'll peel back the onion on this ever-changing discipline that is marketing. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. We have reached episode 70 of the podcast, which I'm pretty excited about. It's just so funny. Last year in 2022, I committed, after kind of podcasting on and off, maybe four throughout 2020 and 2019 like here and there I would do a little bit but in 2021 I said I promised myself I committed to um, one episode a week for the entire year and I achieved that which was really cool and a couple things happened with doing that and making that commitment. I got a lot better at The process of creating podcasts and releasing them. I used to spend hours and hours toiling away, like I had no flow for content production. So it's been really cool to get a system in place, and I actually have someone that helps me with sort of putting together some of the pieces. And that's been a big change. But also, I have to say, it's been really exciting to get feedback from people. I think that's been the best part because doing a podcast you sort of are talking to no one sometimes although I've been so overjoyed and jazzed and excited and um, inspired by the interviews that I have had. I think this year also brings um, like some really cool guests that I've had on and that's only going to get better and better so that's the real prize for me but oftentimes I'm talking alone just trying to spill all my passion over to anyone that's listening to make the process of marketing your business easier. And my motivation for that has been, you know, for 10 years of my life, toiling away at marketing, really not having anyone ever come to me and tell me like, this is how it should be done. Just figuring it out. Um, That's what really keeps me driving to move forward. But anyhow, the biggest reward has always been, just random people commenting that they like the podcast, that it adds value to them. And, you know, people that have no, um, like sometimes like no connection to me at all, or uh, like people I met once a long, long time ago. I mean, it's just like so cool. So I hope I can keep adding value to anyone that listens and please don't ever hesitate to reach out to me on LinkedIn. I am Victoria Hajar, which is H-A-J-J-A-R. If you want me to create content around a certain piece or you want me to bring on an expert around like a certain part of marketing, I would love to do that for you. I have so many executors that I work with, like really great executors for different pieces of the marketing, like social media managers and copywriters and web designers and all of these pieces of the puzzle so if you have a deep interest in going further into one specific topic please let you let me know but for me the mission of this podcast is to communicate the most important high level things that you need to do to be successful in your business in terms of marketing and sales and that boils down to two things in my opinion. One, which I talk about ad nauseum and I know every prob- everyone probably is getting tired of hearing it, but it is tying up your client value journey. So having that marketing funnel, that marketing flywheel, however you want to call it, functioning properly. That's number one. And number two is doing regular planning session and check-in session each quarter either by yourself or for your team to track your progress and keep focused on your big vision. And so today I thought it would be fun or useful to talk about the mechanics of an effective quarterly planning session. So whether you know this or not I run a free quarterly planning challenge, a marketing quarterly planning challenge each and every quarter. And when you sign up for the challenge, you will get for five days an email into your inbox of me and audio just like this, just like the podcast, explaining each individual part of the quarterly planning process. And what I think is really unique about that challenge is you can just take like 20 or 30 minutes each day during one week to just go through the process Um, and you'll have at the end of the week like really good quarterly goals like all tied together that they'll be smart goals in which like you'll be really clear on what the deliverables are and who's in charge of them etc etc but I think we often underestimate how important it is for any team member we have doing anything in our business that they have a really super crystal clear vision of what they should be working on and why it's important. And the quarterly planning session is the perfect time for you to give clarity to the people that you work with. And, and again, that this could be any group of people you need to communicate. It could be like your founding partner could be your virtual assistant it could be your team your you know copywriting you know your mdr your social media manager your whole big like ads manager your whole full team marketing team it doesn't really matter um, or it could be you alone it doesn't really matter how big the team is the point is is that you're revisiting these big themes each quarter And the reason why it's so important is because it allows you with that foundation, with that anchor and that space to hold for organizing your workload, it gives space to actually be able to realistically execute super fun and creative things. What I find that throws people off the most is that founders are especially bad at this. you know is that there's so many ideas and so like in the middle of a quarter or without any like uh regard of like what's going on in your business just wanting to try new things and try new tactics and you know seize opportunities when they come up which is really great and i i'm not talking down to anyone out there that's a founder that does that because i do the same exact freaking thing and it is through like a super disciplined approach to quarterly planning that I've been able to wrangle it in for myself, because it is not easy. Even me in my own business as you know, a marketing mentor and a podcaster. Um, aside from the work that I do with clients as a fractional chief marketing officer, you know, I am always buzzing with ideas as well. Right. And I think for many years, I just banged my head against the wall because I just wanted to chase after every fun, exciting thing or everything that really like, you know, that I could kind of get creatively flowing into. But then it wasn't making any progress. And as I've said before, consistency is the most important thing. So putting in a quarterly planning practice is so important for your business. I think it's even important for life. I do this for my own life when you kind of zoom out and look at the bigger things you want to accomplish or the things that you want to improve or change in your life, uh, health or relationships or whatever. But like touching stone once every 90 days to just say like, oh, here are the super big important things in my life, like what am I doing to work towards them? So I think one of the things that people get stuck on is not having a good structure for the planning sessions. and maybe feeling overwhelmed because a lot of times a planning session is like all day right it's like a three hour escapade if if you want to do it well and sometimes that's just like not realistic that's why i created the quarterly planning challenge link is in the show notes or if you head to the site it's on the blog so you can grab that there but if that's not your bag i'm going to go through some of the most important elements of a really effective quarterly planning session and let's dive into it. And you can kind of mold this, take, you know, mold this in any way or execute it however you find um, useful for you. So the first thing is the vision, right? It's going back to that big vision It's what I was saying. You know, we, we love to take time at the beginning of the year to dream big, like, you know, all the things that you want to accomplish. And of course, there's all those crazy statistics about how much we forget about those goals by like two weeks into the year. But I think, you know, if you're like a action oriented growth mindset kind of person, you're probably sitting down or at least thinking about this at the beginning of the year. Now in business, it's so important to have a big vision for where you want to go in your business. One that really excites you because when the going gets tough, that vision should be what's pulling you through the tough moments, right? Should be pulling you through the trenches, But it's equally as important to communicate that vision to your team. And when I'm doing quarterly planning session, I always start with the founder giving a couple minutes to speak about what is that bigger vision. I like to ask the question at the end of the year, where, you know, Mm -hmm. the business is in what place and have the founder talk about that without limits, like what is the big dream? What is the big vision that they're working towards? So I pose that question to you. What is the big vision that you're working towards? Because, and why, why are you working towards it? And even if you've communicated to that, to your team before, it really begs repeating (laughs) because those big obscure things are really the most important pieces, and that we tend to really forget as we get bogged down in the day to day. So, I prefer, or like I always advise, to have a document that is dedicated to explaining this big vision about your brand. And I've seen many businesses that I've worked in, um, bigger or bigger, like scale ups. Have this and they use it and they update it frequently, like maybe once every two or three years, they get a designer to design like a really sassy deck that's like, you know, the 20 year vision or whatever um, that's super specific. Um, But you can do it on a very par down scale as well. I mean, just a couple pages, like what's your mission statement? You know, what is the goal of your company? Why do you exist? Why you as the founder are the one to create this specific company? Like, why are you the one to do it? Like, how are you going to change the world if that's that your vision? How are you going to change the lives of your customers or clients? So starting with this big vision is just a really great way to kick off the session and then have everyone sort of thinking in that scope, in that frame of mind, as we go through the rest of the stages. So big vision, communicating the big vision. The second piece is data, looking at the data, okay? Like... Looking at your performance, (laughs) I have a marketing scorecard that I'm obsessed with that I've developed that you can grab a free copy of yours in the show notes as well. But reviewing the data is like an anchor for the process. So before you start setting your goals, you want to have an idea of how things are performing, how each piece of the marketing as it exists, and then the sales process as it is now, is effective or not effective. You also want to know where the, le- if there's any leaks in your marketing funnel, right? You want to be aware of that and the data can tell you that. So there's a couple ways to look at the data. You can use my scorecard, which I think is the ideal way to really closely look at your data and compare performance like year over year, quarter over quarter. Um, you also could utilize something like data box, which just basically is like a API to connect like all your existing spots where data lives into one easy to look at dashboard. But if you listen to episode 68, where I like wax poetically on about this scorecard that I created, um, I go into further detail why a dashboard isn't as effective as having a scorecard. But looking at the data, you got to look at the data. So once you have, you're holding that vision in your mind, you have that big picture vision um, that you've shared with the team, that you've infused this inspiration to everyone. You've looked at the data and have a clear idea if there's a leak in the funnel, right, knowing where it is um, and having a vague sense of what's working or what's not working. Step three is to go and just brain dump and this is the fun part. I like to post to the team like if money was no object, right, And knowing what the end goal is, right? We want to reach a certain revenue goal or we want to have like a certain impact, you know, knowing that's the goal. Like if money was no object, what would you want, do or have in the business to perform better? And oftentimes like you'll, if you have a team, sometimes it's like incredible because they'll come up with things that like you just could not possibly have thought of yourself like things that are so specific or ideas that are so cool but kind of like very niche um ideas that this is the space to share that so just brain up it without any limits at all all of the ideas of the team like I would give a good like 20 or 30 minutes with the team just on this one point and that's where you can kind of like look if you have like an idea bank somewhere that you keep like pull up the idea bank right? This is the real moment to consider those creative ideas. And I would argue that this time in the quarter is the only time to consider those creative ideas. This drives me crazy because honestly, this is about, this is the definition of Of focus right being able to have a focused time for creativity and exploration and if you really feel like limited by 30 minutes or whatever have your team prepare in advance their creative ideas so they're bringing it to the meeting but this is the moment where you just dump it all out and then step four is you want to start looking at that list that you created that brain dump and start grouping like with like because oftentimes in this brain dump, what you end up seeing is that like they're, you know, the ideas that come up, some of them are just like tasks. Some of them are like tasks that are connected to like a project. So you want to identify out of the brain dump, like where are kind of the higher level ideas or the higher level projects and what are like the subtasks of that project. And you kind of group um, like with like. So if you have like a lot of ideas around you know, that has to do with partnerships, sticking in like one list. If you have a lot of ideas around events, like stick it in another list. If you have a lot of ideas around customer success, um, bunch them together. So at the end of this step four, you're kind of looking at oftentimes it's like four or five quadrants. I like to put them into little like squares um, or you can put them on sticky notes. But you'll be kind of looking at or starting to gain a sense of what are the what actually could these goals look like right because these projects end up being the goals so once you have these quadrants sort of set right everything kind of categorized now it's time to prioritize with your team and there's a lot of different ways you can prioritize what i would have you keep in mind is sequencing is really important right you want to consider the sequence in which you um, do your projects. Make sure that like if one thing's dependent on another or one thing will be affected on the other, that you just consider the order in which they're executed. The other thing is you want to consider like how much budget would it take to execute? You know, what is going to be the, the energy and the effort? You know, do we have the expertise to actually execute this goal or do we have to hire someone? So you kind of want to talk through each one of the goals to sort of understand like what it takes, the cost benefit, right? And you would always ask yourself like, how much would achieving this goal impact like our bottom line and the revenue? Because at the end of the day, you wanna prioritize those revenue generating activities first Um, and then step six, the last one, right? So now you've decided, you've prioritized your goals, you've chosen, you know, three to four goals. And I like to use the rule of thumb I've stated before um two upgrades and one net new and it's I think it's always surprising like only three goals so it seems like so little but oftentimes these goals have many components to them right so you have to consider that and I really would advise against doing like six seven eight goals in a quarter it's just not realistic to get through and last but not least once you've you know Define those goals, you've decided which ones you're going to tackle, you need to define the goal. So that means crafting a sentence that describes the goal, right? So goal is, let's say goal is events, right? And so you want to make those goals smart, right? You want to put specific sort of actionable elements into describing that goal that's going to make clear whomever the lead is on that goal like know exactly what they need to produce in order to know whether they've been successful or not. So if it's like the category is, um, you know, launch event series, for example, right? Say like a webinar series. um, The description of that goal could be um, execute three webinars with partners that produce, um, X amount of attendees that, uh, end up buying, you know, X amount worth of product or signing up for a program, you know, based on like what the conversion rates are, but you want to have like clear to the end, like what is that clear goal? Whomever is in charge of that goal knows, okay, there needs to be three events you know, on average, each event needs to have X amount of attendees and we want the revenue produced from these events. to. There's some sort of target there. That's how like they're going to be pretty clear whether they've achieved that or not at the end of the quarter. So that brings me to the point, you know, you need to have a lead, a leader like a person that is completely accountable for that goal. It shouldn't just all fall on one person, right? They should be pretty evenly distributed if you if it's possible, right? If you're not like just working alone define like who is really accountable, make sure that person knows that they're accountable for that goal. And it doesn't mean that they have to work on it by themselves, it just means that they're the ones that are ultimately the leader of that goal. And you wanna make sure that they're clear, that they're accountable, clear on what those targets are, and clear on what the due dates are, clear if they have any sort of budget available to them. And what I also like to do, which is really, really useful, and I'll, I'll also link the template here in the show lo- notes that I have, is I make people fill out a project template. So what that means is that they need to, it's like a very simple document that's sort of like, what is the point of this of this project, right? It's their goal. This is, you know, turns into their project for the quarter. You know, what does success look like? What does failure look like? Um, what are some of the milestones that you need to achieve to finish this, and what are the dates right i make them fill it out so it's like super uber clear exactly what they're working on and when you set up this system i'll tell you like life becomes so much easier right because you have your goals everyone knows what they're working on each and every day on your monday meetings which you should be having meetings at a regular cadence um, for your business right Every Monday you can give like status updates and you have that trust that like things don't go rogue throughout the quarter, right? And this is why chasing, chasing the shiny objects is so dangerous because you, you want your team to be focused and executing on the goals that they're responsible for and having that clarity allows them to really do their best work and really be creative. The problem is, is that if things get thrown off course, because like, there's some new idea that needs to be executed immediately and everyone gets, you know, everyone sort of abandons their goals to work on something new, then you end the quarter feeling like you've probably accomplished nothing, you know? So focus is really, really important. And so I would leave you with the suggestion of, you know, if anything comes up during the quarter that seems like an exciting opportunity or seems like something you want to jump on, Just save it in that idea bank and then in the following quarter, pull that up and in the context of looking at your data and really having that like bigger conversation of the vision, really um, like hold it up against those two things and say like, does this big idea really make sense? Instead of impulsively just executing or having your team execute, Um, right? Because every single goal needs to be tied back to your business goals, your revenue goals and all that. So I hope that was helpful to you. I think, again, it's like all about mastering the basics. If you could master this simple system of setting goals and then just tending to the goals throughout the quarter, um, life becomes you know, in a way where nothing's urgent. That's really in marketing, right? There's always gonna be things that come up like customer service you can't really control or logistics, stuff like that. But for the marketing, you never wanna function in a world where you're executing things last minute. It's when things get super sloppy, it's when mistakes get made and links are broken and spelling errors and all of that stuff. You want your team to be working at the highest capacity, at the highest level. And the way that you can ensure that that happens is by giving them the tools for success. Can't wait to hear about your planning session. Please join the quarterly planning challenge if that is appealing to you. Again, link in the show notes and I'll see you back here next week for the Marketing for Startups podcast. You did it. You made it to the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking around with me and listening all the way to the end. I really appreciate it you as an audience member and i hope that you found this helpful if you did like this episode it would mean so so much to me if you subscribed if you rate and review this podcast it helps other people know that this podcast has something worth saying it also would be super awesome if you could take a screenshot and share on instagram and tag me at ugly ventures u-g-l-i ventures v-e-n-t-u-r-e-s I am always so appreciative to hear from you and I hope to see you back here next week on the Marketing for Startups podcast.